Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. Our gospel story this morning is meant by Luke to sound dramatic. It is a story of contrast and conflict between debilitating sorrow and grief and then unimaginable joy. In our story, he says quite dramatically that a dead man is being carried carried out of the city. He'd be carried on what we call a bier. It's a platform with poles and probably some short legs. And his dead body is wrapped there, laying on this platform, being carried out of the city. The dead man is the only son of his mother. His mother's only son. His mother is a widow. Her husband is dead and gone. She is alone. This is a woman stricken with grief. Death has taken everything from her. First her husband, and now her only son. And she is wailing. She is wailing loudly. She's practically dead herself in this procession of death. Despair, without hope. Without hope, what else is there? I mean, death is the end, the final blow. Death always has the last word. For her, it's over. It's all over. What can be stronger than death? Just then, a man approaches her from the other direction. And he tells her, stop weeping. I think only Jesus could get away with that. (laughs) What a strange thing for someone to say to her at this moment. The term Luke uses here for weeping indicates really this loud wailing that would be typical in a situation like this. And you've probably, you know, seen it in a movie or something. They were wailing. The whole crowd was wailing. All of them in this death procession were loudly wailing. And Jesus just walks right up to her and calmly and peacefully, quietly says to her, stop wailing. I wonder how she even heard him. How could she even hear what he was saying to her? But somehow she does. She does hear him. His calm voice cuts through all the shrieks and cries and wailing. And his compassion and the peace with which he speaks pushes past her grief and pushes past her sorrow and past her pain. And somehow it makes it to her ears. And once it hits her ears, it somehow drops into her heart. And for some inexplicable reason, she stops wailing. She quiets down and stares at him. Well, when she stops wailing, I suppose others began to notice, and they stopped wailing. 
they became quiet in a strange, eerie calm settled on this whole procession of death, which had now come to a halt. So the man walks past her to the dead body. The wailing had stopped, the procession had stopped. Nobody has any idea of what's going on other than something stronger than death is present, which they would not have been able to describe at that very moment, only later when they would recount the story. Luke says he reaches out and he touches the beer. And he speaks to the dead body. And he says, young man, get up. And the dead body stirs. The crowd is frozen in fear, unable to move, unable to speak. Everything, you know, is in slow motion at this point. And the body moves again. And then slowly the dead son sits up and begins to speak. Luke then tells us that Jesus takes the body, takes the boy, helps him tenderly get off the platform, get on his feet, and he delivers him to his mother. He gives the mother back her son, alive and well. What an amazing story, what a beautiful story. All of us here today, we know that Jesus has overcome the power of death. We know that Christ is risen. He has restored life. He's given us every reason to live with hope. And yet, he has not removed death from our experience. Not yet. He has not removed completely the stimulus of grief and sorrow and pain in this present life. We still go through it. We still face disappointments. We still face temptation to despair. He didn't prevent this boy from dying, just like he didn't prevent Lazarus from dying. He could have. He didn't. They died. And there was grief and wailing and hopelessness and despair. Nothing has changed. We're in the same boat, facing the same things. We can get angry and resentful, and accuse God of all kinds of things. We can even try and engage in a philosophical argument with God as to why things should not be this way. Warning, you're going to lose the argument. And for those who engage in such an argument with God, things usually don't end up too well for them. They usually end up losing their faith. Or we can trust in the goodness of God, in his righteousness, in his love. And we can simply know, because we've been given the spirit that teaches us to know, that while we still exist in a place where death and sorrow must be passed through, we know through godly hope that Jesus will have the last word. He will always be there to tell us, stop weeping. And arise. The one thing we must never do is to believe in death, to lay down in death and give up hope. St. Paul tells us in our epistle lesson this morning He that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Now, we have a lot of gardeners in our church, so you know about sowing and reaping. What happens when you sow something? 
Nothing. <laughs> nothing. At least nothing perceivable for a long while. We sow in faith, believing that the seed will germinate and spring forth and eventually bear fruit. We sow now believing that we will reap life everlasting. In the meantime, we pull weeds and we water and we fight dragons and despair. The very next line in Paul's epistle there, right after he says that, he says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. Jesus raised the dead. He raised the dead boy who he did not prevent from dying. He will not eradicate every stimulus of grief and pain in your life. In fact, he promises quite the opposite. In this world, you will have trouble, he says. Well, the next line is my favorite, one of my favorite in all of scripture, which again, only he can get away with. But be of good cheer. He says, be of good cheer. How dare you? Ah, he dares. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. St. Peter tells us his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.